podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another show. Hope you're doing well. It's Friday and we have got a potch presser to break down the first as Chelsea's new head coach. We got some nice pics of him inside Stamford Bridge for the first time as Chelsea's head coach too. So we'll go through some of those key quotes and kind of my feelings about the press conference because surprise, surprise, I thought it was quite impressive. Then we're going to get into some transfer news, South American talent Chelsea targeting once again. Also Moises Casado and potentially midfield alternatives Chelsea could be going for from next week. Then we will also look at that teaser trailer that Chelsea dropped. Uh, it, I mean, to call it a trailer probably is too kind, but and many people believe, and it's kind of quite clear, it's, it's referencing the new kit. We will be getting a new kit. We don't know who's going to be the sponsor on the front of that kit, but we will be getting it and going through some of the theories people have because uh, I think it's quite exciting to do before it does launch uh, what we expect to be either next week or the week after. Before we get into any of that good stuff, if you are new around here, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit the notification bell too so you don't miss any of the content on the channel regarding Chelsea this summer. Hit that like button too if you're enjoying the show because it really helps the channel out. But let's get into it. So Pochettino in front of the press as Chelsea's head coach for the first time. Generally, I think he was very impressive like he was on Monday. I think there was there was very similar kind of vibes that he was kind of uh, emitting in that room of kind of control, of composure, of confidence, a bit of humour too sprinkled across the press conference that I thought was good to kind of add that levity to what can be kind of an intense situation and and, you know you've got questions there I don't think the questions were that impressive to be honest I don't think they really drilled down because most of them were pretty predictable I could have told you that Spurs was going to be the first question I could have told you that Mason Mount leaving to Man United was also going to be one of the questions Lukaku expectations these are all kind of general things that you see also the reference to uh, Jose Mourinho special one comment that seems to happen literally every time a new head coach at Chelsea has his first press conference I understand because Jose is our greatest ever manager but I just think it's a little bit kind of like shallow at this point like I, I don't I don't personally think it ever gets the answer the journalist asking it thinks it's going to get because I don't think coaches in the modern game as we see are going to give you a kind of retort to that like in in the same way I think the last few Tuchel and Potter were not that impressive in terms of they they weren't that interested and I think Pochettino did well to kind of steer the conversation in a very different way which I think he's quite good at doing so we'll get into that stuff I think the first thing is do not play a Mauricio Pochettino drinking game for these first few interviews and and take a drink every time he says win because he has said win a lot of times so far it's kind of this weird kind of dynamic and 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 conflict because a lot of Chelsea fans if you speak to you know what I feel what you feel not a lot of us have high expectations next season but it's almost like people need to hear some kind of positive reinforcement that things can get better again and wanting to feel competitive wanting to feel that there is a high ceiling of expectation I think he balanced it really well you know he says things like my target is to win and Chelsea want to be competitive with teams like Man City but it was never like specific things he said we want to win we want to win trophies they're kind of broad things that most of us 
yeah agree with and and i think he he handled that balance right because most of us are not expecting a title charge next season i think we'd be pretty shocked i'd be personally pretty shocked even without european football to see anything close to what we saw under antonio conte because i just don't think the squad is as experienced or as good as that squad was but um i think that being forceful being ambitious i also think some messages kind of that were laid down to not really the the media or the public or fans i think it was more I felt some of it was maybe directed at some of his players and what the expectations clearly are for him, that it isn't just about waiting and waiting and waiting for the process to click into gear. It was like he understands what club he has walked into. And I think that was a, that was a positive thing that's clearly going to earn him some brownie points from people who want to hear the word win. So let's go through some of these quotes. He said, if you don't win in a club like Chelsea, you will struggle. Uh, he said, my target is to win. If you're in a club like Chelsea, you can't do a nice show and play well. Of course, good show and play well, but of course, to win. He then moved on to meeting with uh, Chelsea's hierarchy and, and getting the role. He kind of, Again, this was one of those moments. Uh, there were two moments very early on that I really liked. So he walks in, sits down, and after the first question, he was like, you know, thanks for, for giving me a warm welcome. You know, but I didn't have to be here. And he kind of turns to the Chelsea press officer and, press officer and he's like, is this actually mandatory? And, and the press officer's like, no, it's not. And, and I thought that that was, again, a nice moment of some character, of some humour that I think will win people. It was one of the things that, you know, Jose did at his best. I think Tuchel did very well. You, you want to see that, right? A, a relaxed sense. And, and it just kind of reflects, as we saw throughout this press conference and as we did on Monday briefly in that interview, just kind of how comfortable Pochettino is in his own skin. He feels very controlled and measured, but also you know, is at a stage maybe of his career now where he feels comfortable to do that and is maybe not as kind of serious. Listen, I understand that to make jokes, to to have a smile on your face, to feel relaxed, to make, uh, you know, it, to feel a sense of humour right now is very easy because literally no games have been played. I understand obviously that can change when you're in a pressurised time, but uh, I, I think it will win people over quickly. We then moved on to more specific kind of player things. I think it was interesting that he mentioned that he, he spoke yesterday with Levi Colwell and Odi Manawake, both involved in the England under-21s at the Euros. They're in the final against Spain. Interesting, you mentioned that he knew uh, Nani Manawake from Tottenham in the under-18s, and I think that kind of signals that I just personally think Nani Manawake will play a lot of football and good to see that they've had a conversation with Levi Colwell. Then he, he went on in terms of patience. Um, he said, in football, no patience. It's difficult to wait. In Chelsea, it's not about time. You have to deliver from day one. That's how we are working on the training ground, not wasting time now. Football is about today, not to not talk too much about long term. And he was speaking about how ready the players need to be for the Liverpool game at the start of the Premier League season next month. It's, um, again, I, f I think it's obviously fighting talk. It's very easy to say, but I, I also do think it's a message. Some of these things were kind of reflective of, you know, you can't just coast through seasons as a player under him. You, you are going to have to work. You're going to have to produce. And I think it's understanding the culture you've walked into, right? Because it's that constant balancing act that we've seen that Chelsea coaches in recent years have, have struggled to walk because a lot of Chelsea fans have been conditioned in instant kind of consistent success and to ask them to kind of wait 
is a very difficult thing. We've seen patience is not something that comes easily to Chelsea fans. But it's also not just about patience for patience sake and, and kind of you get patience no matter what happens as we saw Graham Potter. There's got to be some evidence of improvement. There's got to be some evidence of a current plan that is improving the players on the pitch. And I think if Pochettino, and he kind of alluded to this when he went on longer in the answer that hopefully we get some good results, we start performing well, maybe we get the, the crowd on board and then maybe later down the line, you're able to get patience when you have those results. And that's that's something that both Klopp and Guardiola did. Like it's, it's you get patience by doing things early on. You buy that time. And that's clearly what Pochettino knows he's going to have to do at Chelsea to, to win fans over. He then finally, uh, just the, the other thing was regarding Lukaku. I think Simon Johnson asked his question very late on in the press conference. And he said he needs to come back July 12th, 13th. That's next week to be part of the squad to start preseason. With all the players that arrive, first thing that they're doing is to come to my office and say hello. That's why I expect if he's still a Chelsea player. I thought this was a very logical answer. And, and kind of, he wasn't being assertive either way here. We kind of expect that Lukaku is unlikely to return. Will that situation be resolved by next week? We're unsure at the moment. It seems like negotiations are kind of maybe moving in a more positive direction, but it's a difficult one. But um, I think that's the only way he could have answered that question, to be honest, because there is a lot of kind of moving parts. My feeling is he's kind of saying, yeah, if he's a Chelsea player, but that's probably unlikely. But we we will see. We may be shocked, right? But I, I think a lot of us expect that Lukaku will not be returning to Stamford Bridge this summer. But there we go. I, I was really impressed. We're going to see a lot more press conferences as they go over to the US. I think that interesting to see if any embargoed stuff when the camera's turned off, you know, coming out this weekend. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you, you should stay tuned for that because sometimes when the cameras are off, and most of the time, actually, coaches are a lot more relaxed and they're a lot more open to giving insightful answers. So we'll see if some of those quotes come out later and uh, when they go over to the US I'm sure there'll be some good coverage of, of what he says but for for a start I think Pochettino two out of two in terms of uh, really really nailing these these media things uh, for Chelsea as, as head coach so far let me know your thoughts on the presser and we'll be back after this <laughs> Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7-liter high-output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power, whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks! This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Now we're going to move on to some transfer stuff. Chelsea told to pay $21 million for Brazilian wonder kid Mateus Franca. This is from Nazar Kinsella in the Evening Standard. The Blues are currently exploring a move for the 19-year-old who ranks among Brazilian football's top talents. The Brazil under-20 international is known to officials at Stamford Bridge who are increasingly turning their attention towards signing young players directly from South America following the Bowley Clear Lake takeover last year. This is a, a wide player. Um, someone that apparently Chelsea are interested in. Will this be someone that for that fee is going to come into the first team squad rather than go out on loan? You know, we, we've seen Andre Santos, Kendry Pires, um, Gabriel, who we spoke about last week, who I believe is going to go on loan to uh, Strasbourg this season. So it, there is obviously, there is this move to, to sign these players. We spoke about Paulo Dybala yesterday and it seems like reports since then have kind of uh, shored up that interest. 
And uh, it seems like people were quite positive about the potential of signing Paolo Dybala and what he could offer. You know, he isn't a striker, he isn't a number nine. That wasn't the argument I was making yesterday. It's just in terms of signing an older profile player and we've seen the pitfalls of that. But Pochettino, if it, if it is accurate that he really wants to see this player come in, you know, I, I did say in yesterday's show, and I, I think this is something, you know, I, I think could be valuable. If you get a, If you get the right kind of older player to come in, with more experience, who's going to be productive, who is going to offer um, a bit of assurance, maybe in difficult moments throughout this season, then I can understand that. You want an Olivier Giroud. You don't want a Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. And again, I know people will kind of shout at me, they are both strikers, Dybala can play across the attack. But it's just, as an as an older player who's going to want to kind of come in and, and play a lot of football, you expect at this age of his career, when he, he already, already is getting it from Marina at Roma, I just I think that's an interesting question and interesting to see if Chelsea once again are dipping into that Brazilian market for another player and whether this player might actually be a first team player rather than someone who is is looking to go on loan. We'll we'll see how that move develops because 21 million is is a pretty significant fee uh, but might be one, might be one that Chelsea feel is absolutely worth paying if he is a very very good talent. Moving on now to the latest on Moises Casado, Jacob Steinberg for the Guardian reporting last night that Chelsea are refusing to meet Brighton's demand of 100 million for Casado. Chelsea need to add depth to midfield after losing N'Golo Kante, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Mason Mount and Matteo Kovacic having sold Jorginho to Arsenal in January. They are due to hold talks over moving for the Celta Vigo midfielder Gabri Vega next week. Vega has a buyout clause of £34.4 million and is being chased by Liverpool, Barcelona, PSG and Man City. Vega is someone, it's a consistent name we have heard for a number of weeks now. And um, that for 34 million, that is a very attractive buyout clause for a midfielder who, you know, again, you look at his profile, you look at some of his numbers, a much more offensive midfielder who maybe would play if we're thinking about a 4 2 3 1. Because again, you know, you look at who is leaving, who has left so far, Ziash unlikely to return. Looks like that move to Saudi might actually not be off. Hudson Adoy wants to leave. And then you're looking at kind of that free bonus striker. Pulisic is very close to joining AC Milan. You're looking across that 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 sort of free. If if it is going to be a four two three one, we are assuming at this point. But on the right side of Chelsea's attack or or sort of advanced midfield, there isn't tons of options. If we if we're looking at players that could fill that role between central midfield and the attack, and um, Vega is one that clearly they have an eye on. Clearly, top clubs have an eye on. I know some people are doubtful about it, but he did have some quite good numbers for a team in Celta Vigo who are not exactly brilliant in La Liga. I mean, he was kind of outperforming his own club and, and proving to be a real creative inspiration. So um, it's not, you know, going to cost Chelsea the world. Um, you, you just wonder again, Casado, such a big signing if we could get it over the line. I really do think... I have heard some stuff again regarding Aurelien Chouameni and maybe Real Madrid are open to selling him. If there is any chance in the world that Chelsea could sign Aurelien Chouameni this summer Chelsea would for me jump at that fix you know go back in time and fix <laughs> fix the issue of 2021 that mistake of us not signing true many when he was at Monaco I think you know if if the Casado thing is literally going to draw out and and there's some chance of true many you've got to jump at that with with two feet for me I think that'd be an amazing alternative if that's even a possibility I still think it's unlikely because they only re- they only signed him last summer literally so I, I to think that they would be selling him instantly but Real Madrid can be a bit of a crazy club at times the final thing to speak about is this kit teaser right so last night it was I think it's the only post that Chelsea have put on Fred so far please go and follow me on Fred's at Sona Chelsea if you haven't already 
and they released this teaser that had um it was mainly around video games uh, old video game consoles nintendo mainly and clearly with nike and chelsea in there it's uh it, it looks like it's referencing uh chelsea the new kit that we expect to come out from nike that we have seen the design of uh, that i think is very very good uh dan dormer who is uh, part of london is blue pod kind of uh, broke this down with this teaser and he said uh, the quote comes from Blur's There's No Other Way in terms of uh, referencing the 90s, the song released in 1991. The cartridge on the right is Golf, the game that was released in 1990 in both the US and Europe. The first sound effect is from the Sonic series, which first debuted on a Nintendo console in 2001. The game was Sonic Advance and it was released for the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy model seems to be the Game Boy Pocket Lite first released in 1998. So if you've seen the kit, if you've seen this teaser, I don't think it takes Sherlock Holmes. I don't think it takes a genius to work out what Chelsea are going for with this marketing campaign. Um, because that kit has a has a similarity to a certain kit. And, and as you probably know, as Chelsea kind of marketed, it was the 25th anniversary recently of Chelsea winning against Stuttgart in the Cup Winners' Cup. And obviously wearing that certain kit that looks similar to this one. I think that this kit is going to sell really well. Now it isn't going to have stake, hopefully, on the front of it. If it didn't have a sponsor on it, I think it sells out. I think this could do the sort of money and the interest that the FA Cup anniversary kit did because I think there is going to be a generation of Chelsea fans slightly older than me who just have so much fond memories for that time. And given they've got the Legends game coming up at Stamford Bridge in tribute of Viali, a player, a beloved player of that era in Chelsea history coming up. I just think that that this marketing thing and also the design of the kit, I think is a real stroke of genius from, from Chelsea and Nike. I know Nike have got a lot of criticism for the design of kits in recent years since they've taken over from Adidas, but I, I think this one in particular, and as you can see, I'm wearing the, the Poch training. I had to pick it up because I just think it's brilliant. I, I think this is a very, very smart promotional campaign. And, and let me know because I, I think that and I'm interested in the people who don't usually buy kits. And I, I think there's a strong opportunity here and a strong chance that some people who don't usually go into buy kits might actually buy this one for nostalgic purposes. And I think from a, a promotional campaign to it's cynical, but I think it, nostalgia sells right and 90 stuff for a certain generation of people sells too. So let me know your opinions on the Chelsea kit launch, which hopefully will be happening very soon before preseason officially kicks off in America. Those are my thoughts today. Please let me know yours in the comments below and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.